Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, this station, or its advertisers. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. Glad to be with you. Glad to be with you. Glad to be with you on this Monday edition of Lifeline, January 24th, 2022, in the house with you on this Monday. A great Monday, if I might say so myself, for many, many, many reasons, a great Monday. Well, this is the day that the Lord has made, for one, and we are to rejoice. We are to be glad in it. We are alive and uh I hope I hope that you're doing well. I am. I'm, I'm doing well for a lot of reasons. Glad to be uh, a product of the Bay Area. As crazy as our state is and as backwards as it is and as uh, totalitarian leaning as it might be, I'm still happy to be part of the Bay Area. Just a ton of reasons. Uh, we are a, a major hub of the world. Uh, on a lot of levels. Uh, We're losing that capacity, though, by the lack of wise governance in Sacramento. But uh, nevertheless, still, we have the legacy of being a a supporter and provider of many things around the world. But I'm happy to just be alive and be in Christ. I hope you are, too, glad to be alive, to be in Christ, and be in your right mind. Let me hurry up and say, super excited Super excited about the 49ers and their possibility of making it to another Super Bowl if we can get past next uh, Sunday. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that game. I think we will. Um, all things going fair. We remain healthy. We uh, continue to play towards our strengths and not our weaknesses. And the Bay Area will have something to uh, to cheer about and to once again take pride in, given all of the other absolutely insane, irrational and uh, harmful things that are taking place in our economy, taking place in our business world, taking place, in fact, across the whole spectrum of every aspect of uh, cultural and structural life. Some fool, some idiot thought that they could change our world by uh, by trying to solve the COVID problem by one shoe fits all measures. Now, one shoe fits all size measures is a recipe for failure. Any way you put it, anywhere you put it, no rational doctor on this planet should have ever bought into asserted, assumed or implied, inferred, if you will, that a one size fits all measure of taking a vaccine would solve the problem of uh, viral epidemic, viral pandemic, viral presence, et cetera, et cetera. It never has and it never will just by the nature of biology and science as we have known it in the past. You just don't solve a problem that's so massively complex as the human body. And each one of us are different. Each and every one of us are different though we share a lot of things in common. This is what made this agenda on the part of Big Pharma, uh, to whom our government has sold itself out in such an embarrassing way that uh, it's really hard for the Biden administration, including Trump, 
Uh, and many of the Republicans, in their silence, they are guilty. It's just a fact. Uh, having been bought out by big pharma, everybody that knows anything about the powers of big business, banking, and pharma know that they are in the pockets of our, our congressmen and women and senators and, and the folks who are up there supposedly doing the bidding of the people. And that this agenda of vaccinating the whole world under a Bill and Melinda Gates uh, trajectory was just utterly foolish. And so what is happening now? It's falling apart at the seams. It's coming unraveled all around the world and people are rolling back. They're rolling back. And uh, and I say that with, with great a great sense of deep, deep, compassionate soul satisfaction because when we finally face the reality of the harm that has occurred, a lot of people are going to be in real trouble. A lot of people are going to be in real trouble when we face it, but we will have to face it if we're going to be a nation of integrity. If we're not going to be a nation beholden to the uh, the infamous legacy of many of our communist countries, which have started, built its legacy, destroyed its nation on lies, and then buried those lies with yet other lies so that the people in those countries still don't have the uh, closure of a government simply being God-honest truth about the insanity of a Marxist socialist, neo-Marxist socialist agenda of a utopia that ended up only being a dystopian nightmare um, to the destruction of hundreds of millions of soul, souls. And I am afraid that we're going to have to face that reality as well because our government stopped being what it was supposed to be of, for, and by the people. It took on this irrational globalist ideology and asserted powers over us that were unconstitutional. Thank God the SCOTUS uh, edict judgment, even though it was in part, was just enough for the world to begin to see that we were hoodwinked, bamboozled, we were scammed, and we were ripped off yet again by our government in the name of making money and ultimately controlling us as if they were such elite parents. And the common people on the ground were such stupid children that they could demand that we simply follow them without merit followed them unquestionably into the abyss of hell as they would poke us with vaccines uh, until we complied. And, and yet, as we are, those of us who are in the know, because many of, of Americans don't even know what happened this Saturday. They don't even know what happened this morning. Uh, and I'm sure many of you don't know because our media Pravda, the neo-Pravda media of our government makes sure that you do not get certain information. Now, a lot of you guys know this because you follow this program, but you and I know that very much uh, it is true that most of our loved ones are trapped in the Truman Show. Uh, they can't get out because everything that they are hearing is contrived, is manufactured, is consensus oriented by powers that want you to only believe the narrative that they produce. And it has worked up to now 
Nature has come in and basically told everybody, you can't lie forever and get away with it. Nature won't let you. Nature ultimately is on God's side. And what God says is, whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. God also says, whatever is spoken in the dark will come to the light. God also says, for God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil and emerging up out of the suppression, up out of the coercion, up out of the censorship, up out of the punishment, up out of the threats, up out of the firings, which are just embarrassing around a vaccine that has absolutely no legacy no proof of validity. In fact, the evidence coming in all around the world is that it is not safe and it is not effective. And Omicron has made that so obviously clear that nations, I mean, the UK just walking, walking backwards, letting it go. I mean, Japan been letting go. So many nations are saying, all right, we're done. We're, we're done. We're done. That's enough. Omicron has told us we just got to live with this viral strain. And this is where many things that were said by all of the real good doctors who were condemned and ridiculed, who are now emerging as heroes, were saying from the beginning, we already had a strategy that worked, natural immunity. We already had a strategy that worked, all kinds of protocols and recombination uh, medicines that would have easily easily kept us from going into a pseudo pandemic, pseudo uh, shutdown, pseudo uh, mass formation uh, process that was akin to imprisonment and mental wards, not dealing with a medical uh, condition or a med- medical uh, emergency or crisis the appropriate way. So here we are now, here we are um, two years in and um, there was a march on Washington. I know you didn't know it. Uh, it was a march on March uh, Washington, uh, and it was a considerable amount of people that had made that march. I mean, tens and hundreds of thousands. They were there. You can find the media outlets that will let you know they were there. Just just imagine if it was another event like Black Lives Matter or another event like, uh, you know, the woke folk wanting to uh, uh, tell, you know, uh, the government that it, it, it needs to pay reparations or some other kind of spurious critical race theory uh, gobbledygook that has no basis in reality as well, uh, but just some kind of race baiting agenda uh, 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 promulgated by CNN and you would have had news everywhere. Cameras would have been everywhere on that matter. But when it comes to actually unraveling the truth and telling the world what we are really dealing with here, you don't have any of the cameras out there. I don't even know if Fox News was out there. I take you all the way back to Chom, uh, Noam Chomsky's very clear and very concise exposure of our media being paid off by CIA, FBI and our federal government many, many years ago, invading the media with what is called the manufacturing of consent. You shape the news narrative the way you want it. Now, I say that with passion because there's no way a country can actually thrive under lies. It just can never do that. A church can't thrive under lies. A state can't thrive under lies. A business can't thrive under lies. No ministry can thrive under lies. And the temptation of the Marxist agenda is to acquire and accrue to itself power. And then weak 
uh, unprincipled people and institutions find themselves cozying up to that power because they believe that that power is permanent. But God has already said he he resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. He brings down kingdoms and raises up kingdoms according to his own sovereign will. And he will always ultimately deliver his crying people from wicked rulers. We were said to be based upon a Judeo-Christian ethic, jurisprudence, and uh, predicated upon a constitutional Pre, uh, principle that that highlighted and sacrificially promoted freedom, freedom, and what we have been experiencing for the last two years is absolutely nothing but soft tyranny. And they were hoping that if they could have continued this witchcraft of a mystical, uh, uh, mythical narrative, that everybody would have just walked into lockstep and gotten their their vaccine passports. And we would have all happily walked into a digital credit system and been just like China. But God, who is rich in mercy, wherewith he loved many of us. While we were dead in trespasses and sins, he hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That which God before the foundation of the world prepared that we should walk in them. And one of the lights we are called to walk in is the light of prophetic truth. Tell the truth tell the truth, and then the priestly call to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. Any other narrative on the part of the church and you are derelict in your duty and the world goes into darkness if men and women don't have enough love for freedom and truth that they would stand up and suffer for it in the name of Jesus Christ so that we can all enjoy the prosperity and blessings that comes with obeying God, loving God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and our neighbor as ourselves, and then be able to go to the football game when we are arriving at a championship possibility without draconian measures that keep us reminded that we are slaves of big pharma. Perish the lie. In the name of the true and the living God. This is Monday edition of Lifeline. The number is one 367 Got a lot to talk to you about. one 367 Glad to be with you. I trust you are too. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Yes, we are. The time is 522 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Four lines open, one 367 Sadly, but gladly, uh, we are able to um, begin to face consequences. When you um, are capable of uh, ideologically constructing uh, a mythical uh, framework for reality, and hoodwink people into buying it by all of the different apparatuses that you may have in your power to do. This is exactly what the devil does. And so he has the whole world held in his lap, 1 John 5, 18. And they are deceived. The vast majority of humanity are deceived. Uh, a handful of people actually see, but the larger spectrum of society, according to the Bible, is that mankind is deceived by his own prejudice, sinfulness, propensities, and biases. And all he requires is a salesman to come along and lie to him uh, adequately and defectively. And he continues to buy the lie by nature. All men are liars. 
But over time, the truth emerges. You read your Bible carefully. God created the night and the day, day one. And you might ask, why night first? Because he knew that the history of mankind would require humanity to understand that the rhythm of relationship redemptively with God starts with us being in darkness and the light having to penetrate the darkness and bring us up out of that native darkness into the light of God's truth. That is the human experience. We are born in the darkness of sin. We are blinded in our minds. We are uh, at enmity in our hearts against God and his law. That's the nature of humanity. Mankind is not basically good. There's none good, no, not one. And see, that fundamental uh, anthropological principle is no longer taught in the church today as well, because the church has bought a neo-humanistic agenda, a man-centered agenda that's so, um, so diabolical in nature uh, that God has warned about it over and over and over again, called the man of sin, the man of iniquity, the mystery of iniquity. And we buy him every time he shows up. He is the energy that profusely blinds men and women and brings them into a state of darkness according to their will. And then God in his mercy shows up to save us. That is called the salvific message. Light enters into the darkness and the darkness does not comprehend it. I am the light of the world. If any man follow me, he will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. But when you come into the light, then you realize around you is a lot of darkness for which you are now called to be the light of the world. And so a dark night, daylight narrative in the Genesis account speaks not only historically about the creation narrative, but redemptively about how God saves men and women out of that darkness. And then you and I are called to the battle, put on the armor of light, and make no more provision for the flesh. Put on the full armor of God that you might stand against the wiles of the adversary. He's there. And whenever you and I are going about our day, day one, day two, day six, day seven, under the assumption that we're not in a spiritual battle, you've already been deceived. And here we have one that is, again, worldwide, global, ubiquitous, and the consequences of this pandemic will be far-reaching into the future. I mean, it will be far-reaching. It'll take a long time, as it did, unless we are serious about healing, to uh, discover the extent to which uh, the Nuremberg trials were absolutely necessary because of the evil and atrocities committed by Hitler. The the gulags, again, by the Russians, and uh, the killing fields, Uh, of Cambodia and the millions and millions killed under uh, Mao Zedong and others going all the way back, all the way back. We can talk about so many atrocities that were covered up initially by the media. If there wasn't for valiant, faithful journalists being willing to tell the truth, and we hardly have any of them anymore. Most of our journalists have been paid for, bought and paid. They are blinded, see no evil, hear no evil, do no evil. Journalists today spineless and therefore truth fell in the street as Isaiah chapter 59 puts it. But we know that we have a God who knows how to enter in and raise people from the dead and raise up real good men and women who are willing to tell the truth for Christ's sake. And we have that today with Senator Ron Johnson. He is a hero, an unsung hero that no one knows about because we're living in the day of dry trees. What I mean by that is it is common today 
to not be interested in the truth. I was at Walter Hoyt's uh, rally on this Friday. I wanted to uh, see what would become of a man who has been battling uh, another secret war for decades now. Uh, as long as I've been doing talk radio and, and longer, uh, he has been battling the secret war against the souls in the womb of women. And uh, I, I get to the event, which was on Friday noon from 12 to 2. He had posted it. He had shared it on uh, media. He had several impressive persons to come out, fly out. And I found a parking spot. It was difficult, but made my way over to City Hall. And as I'm walking, I'm, I'm very uh, very uh, aware that there's little or no no noise. What do I mean by that? No, hardly no one was there. Hardly no one was there. No one cared about the souls yet still being destroyed. Thankfully, if you if you look at the data and you discover that we are winning that battle, less babies are being aborted. But even I can tell the tens of thousands of people that might be listening to me now, we really don't care. Heart breaks because our hearts are hard. We don't care. But there are soldiers like Walter and many of them who have been fighting this battle. Kudos to um to the fellowship out there with James Wright and uh, and his boys out there fighting uh, the battles in Phoenix, um, really uh, engaging in uh, protesting uh, abortions and uh, and and getting at the work of helping men and women, uh, women particularly, turn from that meal right at the door and uh, helping them. Uh, yes, it was a handful of people that came out. Just a handful of people that came out. And we heard testimonies and we heard stories and the, the folks that were represented with uh, Walter Hart were good men and women. Uh, and it was a it was a small group of people from everywhere. Uh, you had secular folks, you had religious folks, you had Hindus, you had Baptists, you had uh, it looks like, you know, uh, folks from the from the. Um, um, from the order of uh, the Jesuits, you had uh, uh, quite a few people that that represented an eclectic because they actually cared about life. But there just wasn't the multitude. You don't have people caring about the souls of babies in the womb, not around abortion, because we've been hardened, jaded. And this is the case with this vaccine. I have come to recognize people don't care about babies in the womb. And neither do they care about these shots that have been killing babies in the womb. We've got the data. Varys has the data. All kinds of folks have the data. CDC has the data. FDA has the data. They had it before they said approve the shot. They really did. We really do. But nobody cares. Now, when I come back, I'm going to talk about why. Why on earth would they have poked a pregnant woman or why on earth would they have poked decided to poke children 5 to 11 like they want to do here in California? Why on earth do they want to poke 18-year-olds to 30-year-olds? Why on earth they want to poke people that are healthy enough to have overcome COVID without incident when, in fact, the stats are in, the people that die and the few people that really die, not the inflated, bloated numbers, but the few people that really died were largely in their 80s and 90s with three and four comorbidities. Why did they want to poke them when they didn't even do trials with that particular category of people? Why? These are the things we have to talk about. Because he that is first in his own cause always appears just until his neighbor comes along and says, hey, there's a whole lot more to that story. 
that they're not telling you. And we must be men and women of the truth so that God might have mercy on us. One of the things I'm crying out about is don't have your children poked. The evidence is in. Hundreds of pro athletes are falling dead on the field, on the court, everywhere from mild and pericarditis. And your major media outlets are not letting you know. Now, these are somebody's husbands, wives, and children. These are somebody's loved one. You got a bunch of people grieving all over the world. And it's the duty of people who have a voice to support them, as did the the dozens and dozens of people that were at the uh, uh, Washington demonstration and with Ron Johnson today. When I come back, I want to talk a little bit more about Brother Ron, because he's doing his job as a statesman. If he wants to run for president, I'm voting for him. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. We will be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we're back. The time is 537 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. What what Senator Ron Johnson uh, did, he's a senator for Wisconsin. He had what is called a second opinion roundtable, a second opinion roundtable. And I, as I stated uh, last Monday, what he did was gather up all not all, because you, you just couldn't. There are tens of thousands of good doctors around the world. But he gathered up all of the ones here in America that were completely shunned by the media, completely ridiculed, completely slandered, completely uh, destroyed in terms of their reputation, uh, and, and gathered them all together. And there were an impressive amount of men and women, both in terms of doctors, in terms of lawyers, in terms of uh of, uh, of people who work in the metal, medical field, nurses, uh, just it was a it was a stellar group of afflicted, troubled, uh, painfully, painfully convicted uh, men and women. I'm talking about I, I would love to. Ha- you know what he did? You guys, you know what Mr. Uh, Ron Johnson, Senator Ron Johnson did? He invited the whole of the CDC, FDA, NIH, their whole panel. Fauci and Walensky and all of them to come and sit with these other doctors who had been on the front line dealing with COVID from the beginning. And by the way, your Fauci, your Lewinsky has never treated a COVID patient once in their life. And they were the ones that were dictating all of this that's been going on for the longest. I, I will admit, when I heard what Ron Johnson was doing, I was absolutely excited and concerned at the same time. I said to myself, with 40 or 50 doctors in there. These are not small-time doctors. I don't care who you hear. McCullough is not a small-time doctor. Malone is not a small-time doctor. Corey is not a small-time doctor. Dr. Weiss, Dr. Uh, um, Dr. Uh, let's see, um, trying to come up. It'll come back up. These are not small-time doctors. Christina Parks is not a small-time doctor. Jessica Rose is not a small-time doctor. Um yeah, Dr. Reich. I thought it was Dr. Reich from Harvard University. It's not a Dr. Kiariti from uh, from Southern Cal who got fired. He's an ethics professor who got fired for uh, challenging the ethical protocol of COVID. All of these people were completely uh, railroaded. And here they are sitting before the senator explaining in exquisite and simplistic, even to the point of profundity, uh, uh, clarity of what has been going on from the beginning. And you know what I learned? Because it's one thing you hear them out in public, they're b- the whistleblowers, they are 
trumpet blowers. They are trying to explain to the American people because they actually believe in their Hippocratic oath, do no harm. They are laying out the argument. They're coming from so many different angles that you're not able to even remotely call it collusion because they are they span the gamut of professionals. Okay, they span the gamut of cardiology, epidemiology, virology, pathology across the board. And some of them three and four uh, PhDs in, in, in these positions. And you would have uh, are many people uh, under the delusion of Fauci to ridicule these people as if they're inexperienced. It's really interesting to see that. That's exactly what um, I have stated to you before that Malcolm X said. There is a way in which the media can make the innocent look guilty and the guilty look innocent. And, and, and that's where we are today. And Ron Johnson has been listening to them from the beginning. He opened the door for uh, Pierre Corey to come in and explain why uh, why preventive medicine was working to such marvelous extent that there was no reason to experiment on billions of people with a, uh, uh, a gene therapy regimen that has been proven to fail in animal trials. They were right then. This is two years ago. They're right now. And I was listening to them and I wanted to learn. And you know what I really wanted to see? Whether or not somehow Big Pharma, whether or not Biden, whether or not Fauci, any of those guys got to them and was able to sell them out like a Judas Iscariot. As you see, it's one thing when you and I or others may be seeking to share the truth with people in love and uh, we're poor and broke and and marginalized and and not heard by many. I'm certainly not. Uh, But then when the temptation comes by the serpent, this is part of your uh, neo-Marxist critical race theory, social justice uh, folly. When the serpent comes in to pay you uh, to promote his narrative, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. That's his power language dynamic offer. He gives that to people who will simply take the narrative and say it as those doctors did before the Nuremberg trial. They simply said, I was doing what I was told. But see, when you're created in the Imago day, you got to do more than do what you are told. You got to do more than that. You got to make sure what you're told is the truth. You got to make sure what you're told corresponds with reality. You got to make sure that what you're told does not harm people. And I've been challenging people from the beginning. Prove to us that this gene therapy regimen was safe and harmless, that it was safe and effective. Don't just give me what you heard on CNN or even from certain clips in the CDC, because when you cover the uh, the actual data on the CDC, which all of these uh, criminals that are heretics that are standing before Ron Johnson did, and once they analyzed the uh, data more correctly, they saw the flaws in the data. It's called gaming the data, folks. It's like when you go to gambling, they know how to game the table. You can't win when they don't want you to. And this is what's been going on. And so this is the neighbor that comes after the person who is first, and it's exposed them for being criminal at the highest levels. But I did want to say this before I go to the break, um, that those men and women were so professional. They were so passionate. They were so kind. They were so insightful that I know now, as I knew then, that they hadn't been sold out for two years, even though many of them lost their jobs. Many of them had to go into private vocations because you see the medical industry is sold out by Big Pharma and the whole of your medical institutions are operating from a top down 
uh, dictatorial system telling the doctors what to do. This came out over and over and over and over again. Doctors will lose their license. Doctors will lose their practice if the doctors don't walk in lockstep with the Gestapo, if they don't just do what they're told. Now, again, you hear me saying this, and, and I could be dead wrong. I know some people would love for that to be the case, but prove it. See, I'll give you the website. You can email me at gbchayward at gmail.com, gbchayward at gmail.com, and I'll give you the link to a six-hour fabulous Reasonable, rational, civil discourse by men and women who love their Hippocratic oath and have more, way more experience collectively than Fauci and Walensky. By the way, Ron Ron Johnson invited them all in. Guess what? They didn't show up. Did you think they would? So cowards in power will condemn you, but will not face you in the public. Cowards in power will condemn you, but will not face you in the public. Cowards in power will condemn you, but won't face you in the public. The media didn't air Ron Johnson's overture to the FDA, FDA CDC, NIH. And Ron Johnson is being, uh, I mean, again, a stellar senator because he's not trying to provoke a battle. That battle was provoked by him who came first with his own cause. That battle was provoked by the liar spreading lies and creating fear and trapping men and women into a one shoe fits all system that has done great harm around the world, for which many of the nations are rolling back. Now, you see you see them crying freedom all day. Boris over in the UK says, I'm done with it. We, we got to roll this back. Why? Because he understands the evidence is coming out now and he could go to jail. He should, as should many people who have colluded in this corrupt, vile agenda uh, for money and for power. See, that's what the devil does. That's his temptation, ladies and gentlemen. If you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. What is that? Power. Power. But what good is it to gain the whole world and lose your soul? So yeah, if you want the information, I'll give it to you. GBCHayward at gmail.com. GBCHayward at gmail.com. Six hours of riveting testimony of which it would have been great. I would have had my coffee and tea and crumpets and uh, and watched them debate Fauci and Lewinsky and Collins and and bring in the, uh, the DOD, bring in the military because they were all in collusion with this too. And let them sit across from the doctors who actually treat patients who have been condemned by the media and let let them have a discourse on the facts and the data that's all out there. That would have been a great day. But I guess God will have to uh, will have determined to have brought that day about that day of reckoning uh, on another day. In the meanwhile, you and I got to keep wrestling with the lie uh, and hope that somehow it doesn't destroy us more than it already has. Got to take another break. When I come back, I'll deal with your phone calls. On the Monday edition of Lifeline, you're listening to Jesse Gistan. Glad to have your ear. Glad to be talking with you. If you continue in the truth, then are you Christ's disciples and you will know the truth. The truth will set you free. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back again. The time 551. Um, you guys know uh, about uh, the lauded Novak Djokovic. He was uh, in the Australian Open, but you guys know because he does not uh, believe in the gene therapy regiment. Um, 
he didn't take the vaccine, they made a big spectacle out of him in uh, Australia. They kept him locked up like a prisoner for days. And uh, and even though the judge says it was unlawful because he had papers that would have made it legitimate for him to play in the Australian Open, and he would have exceeded the wins in the Australian Open by one against um, uh, against Roger Federer and then uh, Nadal Ferrer. Uh, yeah, Roger Federer and Nadal, uh, he would have been able to actually win and, and be the, the number one ranked and the number one most celebrated uh, uh, winner of, um, of these, these games, these championships in, in his career. And they impeded that possibility out of a charade that he was not vaccinated. Well, guess what happened? There were four top ranked players male and female, who were there, who were vaccinated and who had heart problems, who had to bow out because of heart problems in the Australian Open. So the whole thing became a big bust. You see, one of the things we talked about was this. You poke young people with this gene therapy regimen and they're going to get myocarditis and pericarditis. And your lying CDC will tell you it's mild. But as we heard from the senators today, there's no such thing as mild pericarditis or mild um, myocarditis. No such thing. There is a strong 50 percent chance that if your child has it, they will grow up completely impeded. And within five years, uh, death often is ensued. The stats are horrible. The notion that somehow a child can have mild myocarditis or pericarditis is absolutely absurd. Anybody that knows the impact of the scarring of the heart at that level knows that you have ruined somebody's life. You're not recovering from that. And they were able to talk about that today in the Senate. We've been screaming from the top of our lungs about that, showing videos. I've showed, I don't know how many videos in our All Things COVID to uh, let people know, look, this is a real issue, a real issue. We've got it. You can see the players falling down on the field, grasping their hearts, coaches grasping their hearts, uh, referees grasping their hearts all around the world. But guess what? You won't see it on your major media outlets. You just won't see it. Why? Well, you can figure that out. Let me see here. I know I got a line full of calls. I'm just going to take one before we go to the break on the top of the hour, and then we'll work our way through. I'm going to start with with, uh, Keisha on line number one in Hayward. Uh, Tamika, Keisha, uh, however it goes. Who's on line number one? Let's let's take our call. The female, how are you doing? Line number one. Tamika in line number one. All right, I guess you guys will have to figure that out. Um, if we are alive, if we're still on the air, because I don't know if we are. Um, what we're talking about, you guys, is a mass censorship when it comes to what's going on in our world with this information. You'll just notice with your main outlet, CNN's, um, Fox News, maybe Fox News is doing a little bit of talking about what's going on around the world, but you're just not hearing it anywhere else. This is why I liken it to the um, 
to the um, to the Truman Show because the Truman Show basically was taking an individual and locking him into a narrow world so that he thought that he was living in reality, but everything was fiction, everything was controlled, everything was narrated, and uh, and and therefore he was not he was not walking in reality. And then he it, then all of a sudden it dawned on him that the people around him were actors. Now, is that possible that the media could be acting? I'm talking about um, your major news outlets. Could they be clearly knowing that they are proffering false information, lying to you, spinning data? And I mean, doing it in such award winning acting ways. Uh, If you if you if you recall yeah, I was trying to get you to give me give me the other people on the line. So I don't know what's going on with that. Let me see here. We're at 556. Then we can start. I really wanted to talk to Tamika. If we can't get to Tamika, if we can't get to Tamika, we got to go to uh, Jermaine in line number three. So give me somebody. Give me somebody. Hello. All right. Good. Hi, Keisha. How are you? No, this is Kiana. Yeah. OK. All right. Kiana. Hi, Pastor Jesse. Hold on for a second. Let me let me let me see if I can cut you up on my sound. I'm I'm sorry for the chaos because it's crazy. What's going on, sis? Hi, I was calling because I know you heard last week that California State Senator Scott Weiner has now said he's going to push a bill where kids that are I think it, what is it like twelve and up can get the vaccine without parental consent. I'm like, Absolutely. wait a minute. You don't have the authority to do that. Absolutely. None of them have the authority What does the U.S. Supreme Court just say? None of them have the... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Kiana? Yeah. Go ahead. I I, I was talking over you. What were you saying? Oh, um, State Senator Scott Weiner is proposing a bill that's going to allow kids that are, like, under 18, but older than 12, to get the COVID vaccine without parental consent. Right. And I'm like, you don't have any kids. You don't have the authority to make such a law. Did you right. see what the U.S. Right. Supreme Court said about Joe Biden's um, COVID mandate yeah. for workers and stuff? So Correct. you guys are going to be getting sued if that goes through. You're going to have churches and all kinds of people coming after you because you don't have the authority to do any of that. Just like he didn't have any authority to mess with the law where if you knowingly give someone age instead of it being a felony, now it's like a misdemeanor. But then you're not giving people, you're taking away people's choices because I believe he was one of those people who participated in those um HIV viral drug trials are like not detectable. So yeah. he wanted to use that as his basis for that law. And I'm like, okay, but you take those medicines at the expense of all your organs, but then you still die of age related complications, though. Yeah. You're, it's you're, like, dude, you're right, what? of course. It's like, go do some real work. Go work on right, the crime well, he, in, this, need- in the homelessness in this state instead of trying to tell parents what to do with their children. Well, he needs to go away. Uh, Wiener needs to go away. We caught him pervertedly showing his genitals off. He's still in office, right? This is why we know we are in Gotham City. We're in Gotham City. It's so sad. We're in Gotham City. And even again, I mean, I wish there was a church 
that had enough light to realize what's going on and on and to stand up. There are only few. I only know one publicly out in San Jose, and that's, you know, McClure and, the, and those brothers and sisters out there that have been getting at it. Uh, I think uh, MacArthur's church down in Van Nuys is getting at it, but most churches are complicit because they're getting paid to uh, have their people poked. Um, and the notion that somehow that our government can create policies that would suggest that your children uh, at 12 years old don't have to tell you when they go get poked. It, it goes to show you what I've been warning. What I've been warning us about is there is a takeover of our country by Marxist socialists, and they're doing it openly because people don't care. So what I thought about the other night as I was preparing to preach on Sunday uh, and the message was love your enemies slash by telling them the truth. That was Sunday's message. Love your enemies by telling them the truth. And, I, I, and I'm thinking we live in such an era uh, of low ebb spirituality that people's faith know, knows little or nothing about um, being active and proactive around evil that's in our world. People are comfortable, they're laid back, they're leisurely, and they don't care about the suffering. They don't hear the voice and cry of the abused by the policymakers in Sacramento or Washington. They just don't. So when uh, when Wicked Wiener, um, who is just just completely unqualified to be in where he is, but he's in power, it indicates that the wicked are ruling and the people will mourn and uh, and if people still have their children in the school system under this uh, pseudo woke doctrine of uh, intersectionality and social justice, um, they've got bigger problems than the kids getting poked. Now, the kids getting poked is a problem. Huge, huge problem. But they got a bigger one. So what Christians are not recognizing is that they should have been separated from the world and should be separated from the world in a radical way in order that their kids might have the benefit of uh, of a of a real gospel witness we're losing that i'm i'm so sorry i'm so absolutely sorry that um and and we've got lots of teachers in our public school you know that can we got lots of teachers in our church my, my one of my daughters is a school teacher in the secular system but she knows she has to navigate and work her way around so she can stay honest and truthful uh, which she has done but it's so hard for teachers because they're living in a crooked system that's designed to take the children away and that's where the policies are going here in california and uh church folk are not stirred up because they're trapped in the same babylonian captivity that's why their their mouth is mute you will not hear from the church at large the things that I'm talking about, because their mouth is mute. They're blinded spiritually. They're not willing to stand up and tell the truth about these matters. But like you said, they don't have the constitutional right, but they don't need a constitutional right if nobody opposes them. If if the parents don't stand up and say no, if, like you said, the advocacy groups for people that are um, being uh, unconstitutionally challenged uh, don't don't uh, pursue legal class action lawsuits, uh, then you're going to look up and that bill will be passed. And you know what that means? That means your sixth grader or seventh grader will get poked in all kinds of ways by this regimental system that has the baby uh, hit with vaccines to the tune of 72 of them from the time they come out of the womb until they're 18 years old. If this is not an abomination, I don't know what is. And so, yes, we got to fight against that for uh, the uh, vulnerable and our children are vulnerable. We don't have children to give them over to Moloch. You don't have children to give them over 
to Moloch. Kenna, thank you for the call. Got to take a hard break. When I come back, we'll see if we can get our lines straightened out so we can talk to you good people on this Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back. 